this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Uh, then we have the best, the best uh, female actors. Let's plow mm-hmm. into that. Um, okay. Let's see the leftovers. Uh, we have Amy Brenneman as Lori uh, Garvey, uh, Carrie Coon as Nora Durst. Mm-hmm. Amy Brenneman had. It's amazing that she is relevant to the show in season three, and I thought it was clever how they maintained. Uh, her role mm-hmm. with uh, Tommy and stuff, yeah, yeah, with with Tommy and with um, it's not David. Uh, who was the 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 uh, the the fire chief and and uh, Jarden John John yeah. yeah. Uh, her relationship with John, like the the way they kept him around, but yet she wasn't defined. Like she wasn't just. I mean, they they started off running like this positive scam on people to help them with their grief. Right. And then she ends up having like these, like this, this really emotional, like grace note, uh, for her character's exit, which turned out to be a false exit. Like, (laughs) I mean, she's good. She, I hated her so much in season one and I respected and admired her so much in season three and found like almost that she was more of an audience surrogate than like even, uh, Kevin, which Kevin, Mm -hmm was valuable for being the center which insanity swirls but also the one that would be like this is fucking stupid this makes no sense right just 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 to let you know at the audience that you're you're not off your rocker thinking that uh-huh. and i felt like she took a lot over that of that duty this year and she did a really great job but she's not fucking Carrie Coon as Nora Durst she's not uh yeah i what can i say about Carrie Coon that i haven't already said that i didn't say last year when she fucking won this category right um well, she added aggressively non-sexual nudity to the repertoire. That's true. Because, yeah. like, that... Uh, I mean, they, they, a lot of times they say, like, nudity is a, a brave thing to do, which I always kind of, like, I guess scoff at. But, like, I guess mm. it is a vulnerable thing to do. Yeah. To, like, you know, completely have an extended sequence where you're the only thing you're the only thing in the room and you're fucking naked. You're mm-hmm. mother naked. There's no place to hide. No, I'd call it brave. Sure. Yeah. It's um, a brave performance. And it, wa- and it wasn't like titillating and it wasn't sexual. It was just like this this thing that they were doing and, and almost like a like a reverse Adam and Eve kind of thing. Like like, you know, instead of ghost being cast out naked from the Garden of Eden, she's being, I don't know, pulled through the other side uh naked. Uh but I, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And I thought her scenes with Matt, I mean, before she does that, um, yeah. are are truly amazing. Yeah. Uh her her fucking I mean the the final episode of this show is just unspeakably awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes down to the performances of those those two main characters, which right. are Justin Thoreau and Carrie Coon, right. who play so perfectly off of each other. And there's like three different things you can take away from that final episode and from mm-hmm. the series as a whole. All of them contradictory, 
Sure. But you can, like, that's kind of the thesis of the show. Like, whichever of these you choose to believe, you can support and argue about and, and, and be moved by and connected by. Um, and that's that's all on Carrie Coon and Justin Thoreau's shoulders mm-hmm. to make that work, and these you know, and also their characters that, that they've had to, to pull off. But yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, her best season yet, honestly. And I f- was really worried when they teased the old Nora uh, early on in the se- in the third season oh, that yeah. that's she's yeah. just going to look ridiculous under all that aging makeup. Mm-hmm. But when I actually saw it in motion and everything, is it's it's great, it's great. Like her and uh, you know Kevin getting to be kind of like high school sweethearts at the, the the at the at the school dance kind of feel like was enhanced by the fact that they're old as shit at that point. Yeah, and I mean the sadness and the joy simultaneously that comes through in those scenes. Right, right. Is uh, I mean those two actors. And there again, like you know, it. as a as a man who like I don't I don't consider that I started living my life until I was about thirty years old. <laughs> okay, I can really sympathize with the like the poignancy of like shit. I've wasted so much of my life doing something against my best interests. Mm, yeah, but yet it's also not too late to stop doing that and find meaning in life. Like right. I, I mean, like I said, I'm in the take for this show. The show was made. For me, as far as I can tell, and the fact that there's about a million other people that off and on liked it too is kind of kind of amazing. But yeah. it's clearly the best thing, in my opinion, that was on this television this 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 year and has the best the best acting and writing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I mean of all the performances, so there are other really solid female performances in the show. Like like I said, in the male category, I think the leftovers gets every scene right. Um, the the woman who I almost plays put, I almost the put Regi- I almost put Regina King on the list just for her five minutes. Right, uh, she just doesn't have a big enough role. Right, uh, even though the what she does is amazing. Yeah, uh, the woman who plays I, the, I don't the, know her yeah, name, but, but the she outback. lost all of her children in the outback. Yeah, uh, right. Um, she's fantastic and has a great scene with Kevin Garvey Senior. Mm-hmm. Where I go, wow, that was an excellent performance. Um, I I just don't think anybody has done it as consistently or as impressively as Carrie Coon. Yep. Even Amy Brenneman. Uh Stranger Things too. Are we gonna bold, Carrie? Oh or does she not need to be bolded? Yeah. She's bold bold with a bullet. She bolds herself. She's bold. Bold and and, and brave. Brave and bold. Yeah. And buck naked. <laughs> Stranger Things too, Winona Ryder as Joyce Briars. Um not as good as her first season because, you know, she had to take a back seat to her son, essentially. Yeah. Um but still, just just an amazing Winona Ryder, a believable Winona Ryder performance, and I love her and uh, David Neighbors chemistry or Harbor's Jim, chemistry Jim with, uh, with with <laughs> no, with Jim Hopper. Him. Yeah, like I mean, I can't say enough about how happy the final fifteen minutes of the final episode made me because mm. everyone got their moment of like that. We have put these characters the last two years to fucking hell. Mm-hmm. And here is just a little bit of a nice scene, a nice, gentle, happy ending for everybody until we start to fucking torture machine up again next year. Uh, she's great, but she's not Millie Bobby Brown as Eleven uh, hmm. because I thought, as much as I thought that she was really good the first year when mm-hmm. she played essentially a, uh, a broken lab rat, um, the rebellious mutant daughter. Yeah. Uh, and and some of the things that she had to say about like her new f- 
form of captivity that she had with Sheriff Hopper. Um, I thought it was great. And I'm also one of the weirdos that didn't think Episode 7 was a fucking piece of shit and really like that at that 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 arc with her discovering her sister and getting a new bitchin look and hairdo um so i i think like she continues to be uh i hope i hope this fame doesn't fuck her up because mm. like she reminds me a lot of like a natalie portman from leon the professional just like how yeah, the fuck absolutely. is this 12 13 year old doing these things mm-hmm. like what 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 what's uh, yeah yeah, I, I hope I hope you navigate this 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 shithole Hollywood minefield uh, with 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 all your humanity intact, Millie. Uh, Sadie Sink is uh, Mad Max. I mean, she's good. I just don't think she's like a standout standout performance. Yeah, um, I mean, she's essentially plays like this like tomboy character. Like, I thought she had some really good stuff. It's kind of like I don't know. I. Uh, it, she had a lot of good scenes with her brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think in the moments where she wasn't just tasked with being a kid um, who was having, you know, problems adjusting at school, mm-hmm. I think she was more interesting. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I mean, it's it's a good performance, certainly. Yeah. But I don't think it's as good as Winona Ryder or Millie. Do you think that we should bowled both Winona and Millie or just keep Millie? Mm, Can I see what she did uh, last year? Let me probably, switch over to the Baldies. Probably just Millie. I'm, I'm interested in seeing... Huh, Millie Bobby Brown barely made the top ten. One, two, oh, wait, this I don't think is in any particular order. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to actually... Well, what the fuck? I'd have to actually look at the reward show. That's not fun. Um, yeah, I have no idea what she ended up with last year. I thought she was pretty close to, like, in the top two, if not... Uh, the top three, if not the top two. Yeah, she was up there. Uh, to me, I would take I'd take Millie, and that's it. Do you want to make an argument for Winona Ryder? No. Nope. Okay. Then let's slow down to Mr. Robot. Uh, we mm. have oh, so you put you put Darlene. I didn't put anybody on this list. I know for a fact that you you didn't put Darlene on there. Uh-huh. Are you sure? I didn't because I thought I deliberately asses. made the editorial decision to leave out uh, Darlene. Because I didn't, I uh, oh. I didn't. I mean, she's all right. She's all right. She is. She's not going to win Mr. Robot's chunk of this. No, I think Grace Gummer is like on a whole other level, especially in the very final episode. And I like Portia Doubleday as Angela Moss. Sue me. Do you? I thought you you turned on. I I didn't like. So she had the opposite season. of Grace Gummer, where she kind of like faded in. I mean. I know what they're trying to do with her character, and they're trying to express how, like, fucked up and traumatized she is, but she comes across as just, like, this lost little girl, which, to me, is less interesting than the, you know, like, cold-blooded assassin that she was kind of starting to become in service of White Rose. That's that's just me. But to I... me, I think, like, Grace Gummer as as Dom stole the show. Yeah, I'm trying to like separate the character from the performance. I think Portia goes a little too hard with Angela. Maybe does a little too much with Angela um hmm. this season. Because when she does have that turn, she just goes full on crazy. And I think from a character perspective, I'm more okay with that than from the performance perspective yeah, I mean, if she, that she, makes any sense. Just like 
she becomes like the cat lady version of Hugh. He- uh, uh, um, uh, shit. What, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio aviator? Howard Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. She becomes a crazy cat lady version of Howard Hughes mm. in a single episode. She and does, I, and it, I don't. I didn't have a problem with that turn for the character, but I think the performance was just a hair too much. Like it needed to bring rein that in. So what needed to happen is it needed to even out a little bit more for me. Like I wanted. A little bit more from it's Angela when DiCaprio, she was in her two and a half hours of the Aviator to get to that point. Well, she's had thirty hours of Mr. Robot. Yeah, like, but she 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 wasn't dashing billionaire playboy Howard Hughes, and then five minutes no, later, she, crazy cat. She she was psychotically fixated on an ideal that she thought she could hit, and then that was taken away from her. I I don't know. I I thought the character turn was fine. I think the performance was a little okay. beyond what I wanted to see. Okay, like like if she had been. A little less monotone, just like robot bullshit in season two, and a little less completely lunatic performance mm. in season three. And those had come closer, I would have said, okay, there's a little more nuance here, a little more subtlety in the performance. But right. see, I didn't see her as just robotic. So I said, in season two, I thought she was just very driven. Um, like she reminded me, she, she yeah, I, I mean, it was that cold, it, it was that very like detached doing the stuff she's got to do she's and very ignoring. kylo ren you got to kill the kill the past to to, to see your future kind of kind of kind of thing i don't know uh didn't quite work for me as well as grace gummer who i thought did a great job as dom um and she she was also on the quiet side with that performance but once she gets to the point where she's asked to do something really impressive i think she does have that subtlety to it she she has an anger she has like a she literally a lights darlene on fire with her mind <laughs> yeah oh, with does. her words with, with her, her words, words yeah. and and not literally she figuratively but emotionally <laughs> just sets her sets her on fire and it's pretty pretty amazing yeah uh and it wasn't it wasn't beyond that line like i felt portia went but okay so are we going to put grace on the list on the short list yeah Let's move on to Deuce, where um, Maggie, I mean, every- Maggie Gyllenhaal is going to going to um, definitely She's gonna eat, the, eat eat the Deuce category for lunch. This is like a top, probably top back three for seconds. Probably a top three performance. She's fucking incredible, and in like in every scene, she's really really good. And then in a couple of scenes, she's some of the best acting I've seen all year. Um. Dominic Fishback was interesting because I thought she was one of the best things in Show Me a Hero, and she comes back as this Darlene character, like this this prostitute that like I start to get on her good side, and she's like interested in literature, and she's like you can tell there's a lot more to her, but then there's a scene uh, where she goes back home, yeah, and recruits, and recruits her friends for her pimp, and it's just like oh damn it, Dar, you know it's. I mean, that's why the deuce is so good. It's always got you reevaluating what you think of people and who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. And the reality is there's no good guys and bad guys. There's people out there making rational choices for the information they have at the time they've had and the people they are. And it's just, you know, tragic because you're this omniscient narrator and you can see it all. But she's she's completely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but But she's not given the two or three monologues that Maggie Gyllenhaal were given that's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to bold Maggie Gyllenhaal and, and and move my happy ass down to Fargo. Sounds good. Uh, Fargo, speaking of, uh, Carrie Coon, Gloria Burgle, I thought 
after she was so amazing in Leftovers that this would be the year of the coon because you'd have, uh, you know, she she puts in a a very small but poignant performance in the post. Uh, she's a powerhouse in Leftovers, and she's on Fargo as the as the star turn, which is usually like um, the best role to have. Like mm-hmm. in season one, um, fuck, what's her uh, Matt Ma- Molly? Yeah. That's, Mo- that's her character name. Molly, yeah. best best role to have uh, in second, like, um, uh, sh- shit. It, what f- happened in season two? Simone? No, no, no I'm talking about for the- Mama the, Gerhardt? The, 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 sh- the sheriff, uh, Luke. No, Pat- Patrick. Uh, yes, Patrick, Patrick Luke. something. Patrick Wilson? Patrick Wilson, Wilson. yeah. Best role to have. So I just thought Carrie Coon is going to be a, sh- a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. And instead they had her just really- like it was all entirely in service of her character, but she just really drew back and was not Nora Durst. Gloria Burgle I mean, it was, is not it Nora was Durst. Pretty close to like a Marge Gunderson, right? Like, I mean, it, this is a very Fargo character. Um, I, but I even just, one where, like, like imagine Marge. It's a if, little bit sadder of a if Fargo her husband character. had just yeah. turned gay and was going to go do duck paintings with her, his new fabulous gay husband, and, and she she's was now just, a single mother. Yeah. There's something broken now. Like she thought she had this yeah. life, and now that's gone, and all she's got left is this detached cop persona who mm-hmm. also is under attack by this fucking asshole in the form of Shay Wiggins, who's trying, who's the worst cop ever, and is trying to destroy her instincts every turn. She's just this. Like, more I think about it, the more you're supposed to see that Gloria sees herself as the robot in the third episode. Right. Which, you know, you're like, what the fuck is Aaron talking about? Robots in third episodes? And <laughs> you, you, Fargo season three is a hell of a ride. Yeah. Is all I got to say. And you might feel frustrated and, and, and tempted to give up during that robot episode, in which I'd say, nope, that's that's where the dark, that's where the it's, it's darkest before the dawn. But uh, all this is to say, this is not the performance that Carrie Coon will be remembered for. No, it's good. Certainly, in my it's mind. a type of it's something she wants in her portfolio because it's excellent work and it's an excellent role. But Mary, I feel like it's serviceable in a way. It's almost utilitarian hmm. in a way that Leftovers Carrie Coon is certainly not. No, that's a showpiece. Yeah. Uh, shall we give a little talk uh, to Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Nikki Swango? Sure. Very memorable um, character in her own right. Yeah, she is. Uh, I I don't always like her, but I definitely didn't hate her. Um, and I'm talking about the character here. I think uh, Mary's performance was actually really good. Um, I liked her when she was with... I mean, I liked her when she was with uh, Ewan McGregor's loser brother. I really liked her when she paired up with Mr. Wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked her when she was in the Jewish purgatory mm-hmm. with... Um, the Wandering Jew, played yeah. by Ray Wise, I think is the guy's I name. His name. Uh, I, I think she was the most interesting character on the show, and she's very resourceful and 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 uh, amazing. And she's allowed to be like kind of like a badass turn that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, I really liked it. Like to me, this is this was um, you know Scott Pilgrim's girlfriend, and now now uh, she's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And, and I think there was always this, like, line that she was kind of straddling between will she turn out to be a good or a bad person. And, right. And playing that, I think, is difficult because if you go too far in the supportive role for Ray, right, she could become just seen as a good person. 
um, if you go too far in the other direction, you're you're going to think, well, she's trying to fuck Ray over here mm-hmm. or something. And she always had us questioning that, and I think that was essential for that character. Well, that because yeah, because that's essentially the whole season. You're supposed yeah. to decide, you know, between between Ray and uh, whatever the other uh, brother's name was, which of them is telling the truth, which of them's mm-hmm. got the the right the the, the the birthright, you know. Like is is Ewan McGregor's character only good in the context of how terrible VM Varga's character is? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fargo loves to play this those those shades of gray, uh, but I don't know if any of them if any of them should get bolded. I mean, I hmm. like everything af- ever ever happens yeah. after Nikki gets the shit beat out of her. Uh-huh. By Yuri or whatever the wolf's name is is amazing, but those first five episodes, she kind of was just this—I don't know what you'd call her, like uh, jailbait for 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 Ewan McGregor's. Because I mean, uh-huh. like literally, not because she's underage, but because right. she's a parolee that he and that's like he just felt like she was using him the whole time, and it, you know, I don't know. That's something I feel like that was still stuff that people debated up until the final episode. Yeah, uh, I had decided that she was true blue for him for uh, for a long time, but you know, I guess that's how you what what you brought into it. I, 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 mean, I, don't, I, I might bold her. I'm I'm looking down the hurt. list here a little bit. Yeah, wouldn't Hoyt? Uh, I think of those two, she's definitely coming out on top in Fargo. Uh, what do we think about uh, Lou Divine Sangier uh, Esther from The Young Pope? Yeah, this was. Man, I don't even know how to describe her character. It's like it's... a Bathsheba role. Like, sure, most well, most of what she was there to do was to be a temptation for the young pope. Yeah, but that's also, I think, shortchanging her character and how weird things got between her and Jude Law and her Swiss Guard husband. Yeah, you know, it's just like it was really weird. Like, if a if what if a Secret Service uh, man's wife fell in love with. Uh, like John F. Kennedy type U.S. dashing American president, mm-hmm. and like what a weird love, love triangle that is. But they also weren't allowed to bang, and also there was a miraculous <laughs> childbirth involved. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a very nuanced, interesting performance, I think, um, and a lot of that is the material. Mm-hmm. But but Ludivine is able to able to pull that off. I mean, there's that, that. I mean, as a consequence of the way this show is structured, there's not a lot of female roles on the Young Pope, right? You know, because last I checked, uh, women can't be cardinals and bishops and 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 popes, and that's ninety nine point nine percent of what you see on the screen. There was and there's John uh, John Pope's mom, John Pope, uh, his mom. Oh, his, his not mom. His, oh, his maybe mom. Yeah. How do we? I don't remember. Di- how do we leave off Diane? Diane Keaton. Keaton yeah. And also, who is the communications director for the Vatican? Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, she was fun to watch. She's fun to watch. She's kind of because like she a was, Catherine Zeta-Jones type of role. Yeah, she was kind of the one who came up, came in to the Vatican and like stirred shit in a weird way, right? Like, didn't play by the same. She intrigued rules. the young pope. Yeah, she intrigued yeah. the young pope because she didn't. She didn't have the same restrictions as all the religious people in right. the room. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that any of them make the bold cut. I mean, I would say if we're, 
if we're throwing Diane Keaton in there, there's reason to talk about it. I'm, I'm talking um, about it. like she's uh, it's a good character, like this weird kind of tomboy nun who had this giant impact in both of these young men's lives, and then how that spun. And who into. has like some ambitions that, yeah. That, are sort of in competition with Jude Law, right? Like, right. But she had, cause she doesn't agree with everything that he's doing, but she's still having to carry his water out of some kind of loyalty, but she's also got loyalty to the church. Like it's, it's a lot of complex stuff there, but I don't know that the performance are uh, as good as like, like none of these performances moved me even as to the Mary Elizabeth Winstead level. Right. I didn't think. They were much more, and the problem is, in yeah, this, they're Esther. much more supporting characters than they are. That's a, and maybe we need, like you know, maybe we need a guest slash supporting role category. I'm starting to like, I'm, I'm slowly starting to realize we're as I do these award the, shows, like why the they divide things yeah. the way they did, mm-hmm. do, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean Esther, Esther to me is a really interesting, complicated performance, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that, like, I know it's not going to win, right. So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Sister basketball. Sister basketball. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with not having having any of these in. We're going ha- okay. ha- to have a top ten, won't we? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. I think we will. I think we will. Okay, because here's a here's a packed here's here's a, here's a packed cast in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, one I haven't seen yet. Elizabeth Moss as June slash Offred, again... I've I've not seen Elizabeth Moss be bad in anything, mm-hmm. and she is fucking amazing throughout the entire run of Mad Men. But she has a whole other gear as far as like righteous anger and indignation at uh, anyone would feel at the loss of personhood and some of the petty cruelties that uh, uh, she, that she's forced to endure in the show is just like it's it's terrible, and she has these natural visceral reactions to them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It makes you ask questions. Like, if I was in a situation like this, would I, would I, you know, because like, there's so many different women that have different reactions to essentially being enslaved and enslaved and treated as breeding stock by by these people. Um, like, do you keep your head down and and hope something from the outside saves the day? Do you try to res- like resist in small ways to to try to try to kind of tilt the playing field and and position yourself into a, a place where you might be able to make a difference? Do you just like defiantly like fuck all this shit and get killed, eat a bullet in the first day? Like like what 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 do you do? What do you do in in this crazy fucking world? And uh, she was amazing, especially towards the t- the, the tail end of the the season. She's amazing. Uh, I put Yvonne Straw. Strawofsky as Serena, the she's the the wife of the commander, and you find out that they're the architects of kind of like this new weird fundamentalist religious sect that's taken control of America and enslaved all these women, and and as a result, she has kind of been like this is a very intellectually smart, sophisticated woman who's got the same intellectual shackles put upon her by this new system because you know again she's this really very smart, engaged, driven woman. And as a result of her ideology winning, she is now a second-class citizen. Hmm. She's, like, first class among women, but all women are essentially some sort of chattel. So, like, that that sucks for her. But because of her role, like, it's it, it just like the Commander Fred or whatever, uh, you can't really feel sorry for her. 
Like, they can't humanize her or sympathize with her too much because she's a fucking villain. She's like, there's a lot of this is her fault. Uh, Alexis Bledel, do you remember Alexis Bledel plays uh, Lorelai Gilmore on the Gilmore Girls? She also had a pretty memorable role as uh, a dude that Pete was cheating on on the the the, the train ride uh, in Mad Men. Okay, I I don't remember. I'm trying to because like my, my point is I've never seen her where I've been like I really like Lorelai Gilmore the you know the Rory Gilmore character in Gilmore Girls, but like I will say that Alexis Bledel is not amazing. She's just like, you know, that's the character she plays, and I really like that character. But Alexis Bledel is amazing in the one or two episodes that she has in The Handmaid's Tale. Um, and then Samara Wiley, uh, who was last seen as Pousset on Orange is the New Black, plays, um, you know, Elizabeth Moss's best friend pre-collapse. And they in they 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 get back together post-collapse, and they have a whole little arc, and it's it's she's she's really good too. But she wasn't given as much to do as Elizabeth Moss, and she didn't do anything as volcanic, in my opinion, as Alexis Bledel. So huh. uh, this is just me arguing with myself. Uh, Elizabeth Moss gets deleted, apparently. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Moss gets bolded, uh, and Alexis Bledel gets an honor. Like, you, you would have you won a potential guest star in category. Huh. Uh, Godless, Merritt Weaver... Who yeah, you might have Denise rec- recognizes Denise from The Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead, one of the better characters from the later years. Yeah, um, I've seen the first three episodes of this. Have you seen? I like her. The scene where she negotiates with the mining company. The, well, the, the women so, sit down in a room and, and negotiate. Yes, if that only happens once, then yes, that only happens once. Okay, um, okay, cool. Because I like that scene a lot, especially as it comes to Merritt Weaver's performance and. She has a lot of stuff toward the end that is not really that is not really hinted at mm-hmm. quite quite as much as I thought it could have been in the early going. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does she puts in a lot of good performances toward the end of this series, which uh, I, I don't know that we can really have much of a discussion on that. But what did you think about the the mining scene with her? Because I think I think she has like a an app like a definite presence like almost in as Here's, much as jeff daniels has a presence i can in see this what show. you're saying and i really like this actor i really yeah, liked I her in uh the walking dead she's got she's she's a pe- she's something open and appealing about her mm-hmm. that i really like however she's playing a very different role she is in this which shows me kind of her range although i guess they are better different definitely she's much stronger yeah the, i mean she's very denise much comes yeah, around yeah, yeah. to a place yeah, where of strength, but this but, this character is very strong yeah um, her accent is so god awful in the three episodes I've seen, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. Like Sam Waterson I mean, plays that's a part of a performance. You're Sam right. Waterson can't decide whether he wants to do Slim Pickens <laughs> or his prosecutor from Law and Order. Uh huh. Like, and he kind of drifts or in the and out between, or like any, yeah, yeah. I the, some of the accent work on the show is not great, mm-hmm. um, and she's one of the worst offenders. Even Scoot. Scoot's not got the accent. No, either. yeah, 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 yeah. So I have, I don't, I, again, and I've only seen a third of the available episodes. I haven't gotten all the way through it, so I, I don't know. I'll let you. I mean, sounds I, know, like I you, mean, she's doing a lot in that scene. I, I think th- there's because she's not the only voice that has that has a vote um, in that scene. It becomes a very tense moment, and I think she portrays that really well. Um, and later on, some of the. I'll say heartbreaking stuff that happens with her toward the end of the series 
And it's a mini series. It's like seven episodes. If you haven't seen it, you should probably go watch it. It's, Does, will there be another Especially season? if you like westerns. Um, I don't think so. Okay. No, uh, I can't. I can't imagine, but okay, because that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, th- I, I, I somehow think that's more exciting than than otherwise. Yeah, they call it a limited run series. So. Right, right. Um, yeah, I would suggest going to see it. But yeah, I think she would definitely make my top ten uh, female actors. Okay. Uh, Game of Thrones. You have to remind me of the Lena Headey scenes it's, it's mostly here. the scene between her and Tyrion in King's Landing when Tyrion is trying to bargain with her yeah. after like Jon Snow and Danny had bungled negotiations gotcha for a fairly stupid yes. part of the, I mean that's the thing is like I, it's hard to get excited about these roles because they were kind of swirling around st- stupidity yeah um, but she I mean that's another thing it's like She's done so much great work, and like, is she ever going to do better? Is she ever going to get better than like her walk of shame? Right. Or is she ever even even better than like her verbal dueling with Robert Baratheon in season one? Mm-hmm. Um, I I I don't know because I feel like this show is shifting into big budget blockbuster, and you're just not going to get these. These quiet. I mean, I don't even know if there's anything as good as she did last year. When wasn't it last year the one where she tormented that nun? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess I was expecting a lot more, like just her sitting on a black throne of blood, cackling evil. Maybe that's going to be next season. I was expecting to see her like in full ma from dread. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a really unhinged portrayal of this. And it's still a fairly conventional Cersei role. And as such, not as much for her to sink her teeth in. I mm-hmm. also, I didn't think that, uh, like, Maisie, I didn't really, uh, Maisie Williams' aria was okay. Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones suffers like from Sophie being Turner in season seven. did better as Sansa, than the, which would fucking yeah. surprise me. But still, like, outside of one particular scene... Mm-hmm. Which was kind of, depending on who you talk to, hackneyed and horseshit. How they maneuvered them into that position to have it, right? Not super, not super great. Yeah, no, I, I think Game of Thrones. All of the actors and actresses from Game of Thrones suffer for having been in that show for seven years and having done right. such excellent work for seven years and feeling like. The, and again, not that the show is no longer excellent. It's still a really no. great, and and there's nothing else like it on television, but. I just don't think we're going to get these quiet scenes of intrigue mm-hmm. that really let guys like Peter Dinklage and women like uh, Lena Headey shine. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll be some, maybe, maybe there'll be some real emotional powerhouses and tearjerkers next season. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we got a year to go before we see it. Uh, let's move on to Better Call Saul, where there's really only one real choice here: Rhea Seahorn, who plays Jimmy's can long-suffering we, it, girlfriend. Can Kim. we in Game of Thrones real quick talk about? Um, Amelia Clark. Okay, because I know about Amelia I know Clark. you've long not really liked her performance. It's not like, she was I think an she's okay just, actress. She's just fine. She's yeah. very good at being powerful, and she's very good at being righteously indignant. But any other emotion, like especially just like sorrow or like a wistfulness, she's yeah. not not super great at. And, and she had one of her biggest moments in this season mm-hmm. uh, when she returns to Dragonstone, and I think they. Yeah, I if I remember correctly, I felt. Like that left me a little cold, and it may have been the placement of mm-hmm. that scene in the season. It may have been the performance. I think it was a combination of both. Right. Um, but I I don't think that Amelia Clark has done 
you know, as impressive work as like Lena Headey, for instance. Yeah, and even that scene, even if it left you cold, like imagine if it didn't have, uh, is it Ramin Jawadi, uh, the composer? Like mm, if it didn't yeah. have his score backing it up, right? Like would it have been anything? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see the leftovers without music. <laughs> yeah, I mean it'd still be, <laughs> I but yeah, what that's like. I mean it's, I, I know that's not really fair. Like if you take sure, away, yeah. Take away the soundtrack from anything, or just don't edit it, you know? Take away any of the tools <laughs> right. from the tool set. Turn off the lights. Uh-huh. Turn off the lights on the Turn set. Turn off the cameras. I'd like to see... <laughs> Let's just get the audio. Amelia Clark emoting into a camera with zero light on the set. <laughs> you know? Sure. Just, just out of focus. I think she's, you know, our re- like you get Meryl Streep in there, and she's like, you mm-hmm. know, she incandesces, because that's how good she is. Oh, Better Call Saul. We got we got off uh, track. Rhea Seahorn. She's really good. Oh, you're be- you're bolding it already. Bolded. Oh yeah. No uh, discussion. Me, this uh, is one of her finest seasons. Yeah, like like one where she can really shine. She's given a lot to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, branching out on her own. You know, getting away from Jimmy. I think bur- has done watching her, some her good. burn the candle at both ends mm-hmm. until and and her j- doing it and succeeding until she doesn't is pretty great. And then her kind of like turn to couch potatoism I thought was yeah. super entertaining and a nice character moment where and she's just like you know fuck it fuck it I've 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 done this this way and it's gotten me in this position so I'm just taking off pants and I'm watching Netflix or I'm I'm, I'm hitting up Blockbuster yeah uh, it's pretty good it's pretty good and her coming uh, I think to near the end of her rope with Jimmy mm-hmm. I think has been uh, a very interesting thing for her to do as an actress uh I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a great performance. Yeah, she had to, like, because uh, she has this, like, contempt for Chuck, like mm-hmm. most right-thinking people do. However. <laughs> but she also, like, you know, is on the other side of the fuck Chuck bandwagon where it's like, I don't know if this, I, how I feel about him getting taken down this many pigs. And then and we, the don't even, that, we don't even see what happens at the, at the tail end of all this. And the fact that he... He like Chuck is probably right about some things about mm-hmm. Jimmy, and she knows that. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's doing the, a really excellent job. Do we do we fuck up by leaving Jonathan Banks off the male actors list? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I felt like this was an off. Like Jonathan Banks is great. Mike just didn't have as much to do. Yeah, and he a lot didn't of stuff. Have they broke my boy or anything like that this season. Right, right. Like his the his best. I, I want to say his best sequence was shooting the the toe of a. Uh, Chuck Taylor Converse shoe, <laughs> like that is his. When did that happen? I don't remember. That's how he marked the the truck for the the border crossing. Oh right, yeah. Like some of that, like it's still. But I, I even found like this. I started to lose patience car. with the just watching Mike do Mike thing sequences, and that's yeah. not Jonathan Banks' fault. It's just right, but it's also not him doing excellent acting either. Right, <laughs> you know? right. They got if they're going to do that, they got to keep get it. It's got to be bigger and more spectacular every single time. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so we got Rhea Seahorn as Kim, and then Legion, I thought, had two pretty powerhouse female performances. A1, Aubrey Plaza as Lenny Busker. Yeah. And, I mean, she brought all of her, like, crazy manic energy to from, like, all the things you've seen Aubrey Plaza in. Bad Moms and, you know, my shitty Hawaiian date movie and nope uh, neither of those yeah you're, you're kind of bearing the lead here and uh, and, uh, and, and, Parks and, and, and the Parks yeah. and Rec uh, and she added like just a, a real 
evil, mm-hmm. evil, crazy, unhinged quality. Yeah, and was was amazing. She played like ten different roles mm-hmm. in this in this show. And I also really like Rachel Keller as Sid. Uh, Rachel Ke- Keller also uh, got my attention playing Simone from season two of Fargo. I feel much in the same way uh, that I feel about uh, Merritt Weaver. There's just something really watchable about her, and I'm excited to see what she does in season two of Legion. And also, I keep like keeping an eye on to see like if she is she going to break out into a movie or something because mm-hmm. she's very talented. And also, the other thing is like it does surprise me. She's crazy young. She's only like 23, 24 years old. Hmm. Okay. So like she's she could rip off a, a decade of amazing work, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think Aubrey Plaza is the obvious one to pull from that, but like, I don't know. I I feel like they had the Rachel had to do some complex stuff where she was switching bodies with people and you know, that's always like portraying someone else through your own instrument of your body is, is a neat acting challenge. And yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's and this... some of the quieter moments that she has with um, Dan, mm-hmm. who, who, what's his last name? Stevens. Dan Stevens. Right. Uh, were really good too. Yeah, they took this like rogue quality where she's like the woman that you know you want to approach and get close to, but she can't be touched because that's part of her powers slash curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it's I thought it's 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 real good. So I kind of want to bold both of them. Okay. And then see what who makes the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that's it. There were no more actors on TV this year. Now, now that we've got, (laughs) that's, that's not true. No, that's true. We Uh, got them all. (laughs) Now, now I guess what should we do? Should we try to put these into a top 10 order? I guess. Yeah. We take all the bolded ones and we move them. Do you want to start, do you continue with the women and just, uh, uh, sure. All right. I'm going to put, uh, put the role i guess or the show since i'm i think the next step is to make the that stuff go away ledge one one um yeah so this is better call Saul. uh merritt weaver was from godless except i can't type elizabeth moss is from hand jan maid's tale hand maid's tale are you doing the dudes no I was doing the females. Oh, okay. Uh, there this we go. is from Fargo. And we this got them. This is from... Wait, do we? Yep. What? Wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> it hadn't refreshed okay. on your end. Cool. Uh, all right, let's get rid of everybody else. So here goes the yep. Great Purge. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. And the Great Purge. Now we're down to the Grace, the Gum- the Grace's Gummern people. Gummern, the Gillenhalls of the world. Uh, God damn it, I fucking hate this. Uh, what are we going... Okay, so how many, how many did we end up with? Did we end up with exactly 10? That's Maybe. Convenient. Did, um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to... Do, do, should we start at the bottom and like send people to the top? That seems to be a sure. thing to do. Uh, but we're gonna be tough because, like, I feel like <laughs> we've got the number one at the top is the problem. Yeah, Carrie Coon's not gonna get busted down. I'm sorry, I just don't see. Okay, it. let me ask you this: Is Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza in Legion better than Rhea Seahorn in Better Call Saul? Oh shit! I say yes. I kind of agree with you. What do you think about Rachel Keller? 
Uh, no. Okay. Like, I, oh, uh, Aubrey Plaza has more of a showcase kind of performance. I here, agree. You know? I agree. Whereas it's it's more to do. It's right. Okay. Now it's, it's uh, broader, but it's good. I feel like all of these women are better than Merritt Weaver and Godless, but I've only seen the first what? three episodes. What? I think Merritt Weaver would not go below Sid Barrett, Rachel Keller. I think. Hmm. I can only see Merritt getting bumped down two spaces currently. Okay, I might argue that, but I, again, I haven't seen the whole show, so how can I? Right. I'm gonna throw Elizabeth uh, Moss to the top. Oh, what? Uh, well, Get I mean, out I'm just town. I'm just throwing okay. it to the top in okay. the way that we sometimes <laughs> doesn't do. mean anything. Just throwing uh, it to the top. Uh, Aubrey Plaza better than Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Nikki Swango? Uh, I don't know about that. That's that's tough. See, I would say yes. Hmm. Okay. Um. I don't feel too passionately about either of those. I I I think I could follow you on the Aubrey Plaza thing. Um, now that, we're getting into the, now, the yeah. showstoppers. Yeah, I like, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. This top five is strong. Like I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw Maggie to the, to top. the top. Oh come on, <laughs> to the top. Elizabeth Moss goes to the top, but Maggie Gyllenhaal Fine. is, is not put to the, goes top. to the top. This is all at least for show. temporarily. All for show. All part of the show, fa- fa- folks. Grace Gummer to right. the top. So does Grace Gummer get above Millie Bobby Brown? I yes. say yes. Yes. You have a long career ahead of you, <laughs> Millie you... Bobby Brown, and so does Grace Gummer. She's she's not like you know <laughs> she's not in the winter of her career, but, but she's not yeah. eleven. Yeah. Um, then, Carrie. No, Grace. So, no, so the, are the we? The buck stops at Carrie Coon. I feel like our yeah. Uh, so so Carrie Coon is better than Elizabeth Moss and better than Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, in my yeah. I okay. Mean, that's that's yeah. not controversial. Honestly, I'm happy with that list as is, but I don't. I, I haven't seen Elizabeth Moss in Handmaid's Tale, so in, in my opinion, it would be Carrie Coon, Maggie is, Gyllenhaal. A re- is a realistic woman portrayal in an actual society that we live in in America and just losing her shit about how fucked up it is. A better performance than a woman in a fictionalized, over-the-top, crazy-ass, worst-possible-case-scenario version of a future America that if we fell asleep at the switch for a generation or two, we might get. You're not going to like my answer because it's noncommittal. It's depends on the performance. I mean, that's like the setting I suppose is more interesting in the Elizabeth Moss in Handmaid's Tale. I see. I, uh, to me, I, I was going for the exact opposite. I'm like, okay to, I mean, Maggie Gyllenhaal, like they're both like screams into the void, but like Maggie Gyllenhaal is about like it's I guess it's a, a more grounded performance. I mean, to me, whereas The Handmaid's Tale, but I mean, you know, Ma- Maggie is my number two with a bullet here. Like, if it weren't for Carrie Coon, Maggie wins this. Yeah, and unfortunately, you would have to watch late into The Handmaid's Tale to see the stuff. Just kind of mm-hmm. like because I think you could say the same thing about Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like that was pretty late into the run of. The deuce before she ripped off the first of her yeah. soliloquies, mm-hmm. and then she had another one a little bit after that. Elizabeth Moth, the thing is like the 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 penultimate or maybe the third to last episode where she puts mm-hmm. in 
like like she 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 you know goes super saiyan yeah so i kind of think that's fair do we and we're sure we're sure that grace gummer's better than millie bobby brown because i say that because that isn't that way or is that the top yes. five i think one, that is two, the top three, five. Four, five. okay i'm fine with that being a top five yeah if 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 we were debating on who should make it like I, that would be a stronger debate but if if they're going to be in the top five i'm i'm cool with that you're in the top five you're not going to win but right so we ended up with a one two three four five we ended up at the top ten do, is there at all any remorse in the fact that carrie coon is going to win this twice in a row <laughs> uh i don't think that factors in honestly i think she put in the did she the win last best year? Performance two years in a row. Did she win last year? I don't know. You can look at it. Uh, no, oh, you I can't, can't look at I it. I can't Fuck. look at it. I wonder if it's on our on our Baldy's article from last year. Probably not, because it'd be spoilers. Best job. You're right. Be considered spoilers. Best male and female actor. We're trying to think nope. of like Carrie Coon in season two of. I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, I and, I don't know that I can find this. Unless the leftovers took a year off. <laughs> That's the only thing that might have... Uh... No, I mean, you, we can see if it was on the list, if she was on the list. Mm, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's see here. Uh see is Justin Theroux. See, I think... Oh, shit. I think, I think yeah, she didn't. So she won the the year before? 2015 yeah i think evan go back to the 20 evan rachel wood Who's evan rachel be? wood or thandy thandy newton won okay. last year right yeah i think you're right uh all these 2015 let's see if that's in any kind of order you know what we also added com we also added comedian uh comedians to both lists which we did yeah i mean they're never going to win so no. i don't think we're wrong okay. for leaving them off oh shit oh shit carrie what? coon didn't win who so won? best Baldi's twenty fifteen. Justin Theroux got best actor. Uh, best actress in twenty fifteen was Regina King, narrowly scooping the fair. award out from Carrie. See, Coon. That's what I'm saying. Like this, this was. Oh, I, I believe you. This was Carrie Coon's year. Or I agree with you. Rather, this was this was the for on the yeah. leftovers. Like she find like yeah, yeah. Season two was not as much about her as it was Kevin. Um, and, and in and, the scenes where she was super important, Regina King was also right instrumental and destroyed the screen right 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 so, so okay then i'd feel no remorse whatsoever the, it's, like Gary it's fucking stupid for us to act like you can't like if you're the best that year yeah. you're the best that year i'm no, not this isn't the fucking you. nba in nvps you know like if, right. if you're the best you're the best i don't care how many years in a row you won like michael jordan should have won like seven nvps but he right. didn't for those exact same horseshit arguments. All uh, right, I'm gonna start doing the the male. Okay, let's do that. Uh, are we category. wait? Do we are we putting John Bernthal's Punisher? We're not we're not bolding him. Uh, yeah, bold him. We'll okay. see where he ends up. Might not be in the top ten. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Oof. Oof. A lot of big names. Just 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 skipping right over. Yep. Oh, we are only taking Jude Law. Yeah, Cardinal so. Moleface. <laughs> Cardinal Moleface doesn't doesn't get anything. Sorry, Oof. Moleface. Oof. Uh, this is for Fargo. Uh, oh shit! I f shouldn't have done this. Uh, John Bernthal, Punisher. 
uh, I mean, the Punisher. <laughs> uh, better call Saul. Uh, this is riveting podcasting. If we yeah. if we don't edit it, but you know, there we go. This is behind the scenes shit people crave. It's got the behind the scenes shit people crave. Deformatting. You know, I could probably just select all this and tell it to fuck right off with the bullet points, and it would do it. Let's see. Uh huh. Ta da! Cool. All right, so we got Justin's or David Harbour, Noah Schnappy, um, Badong Wong, um, God damn it! Why would it do that? Uh, why would it not? I suppose. All right, here we go. Uh, is John Bernthal better than Michael McKean? No. Is Michael McKean better than Jeff Daniels from oh. Godless? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Really? I I got to recuse myself because three episodes it's, in, I'm not sure. Yeah, man. I wish you had seen the rest of it then because I think Jeff Daniels does excellent work throughout that series. Uh I just feel like Michael McKean has the harder job and and executes on on a level that yeah, I think you just can't take anything away from him. So you're wanting to put him above Jeff Daniels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Michael McKean better than Jude Law? Ooh, such different performances. Um, wow. I mean, they all have really dramatic chops and, like, poignancy and sadness and comedy, but I think Jude Law's thing was more fun. Oh, definitely more fun. So, like, all else being equal, the one that made me smile and entertained me and didn't make me feel bad about myself as a person in the final analysis, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to win. Maybe. Yeah, I'm cool with leaving those in that order for now. Uh, Is Jude Law better than David Thewlis? No. I agree. David Thewlis needs to go up this list. Is uh, So let's... To the top! Are we to To the the top, him? To To the the top. top! To the top. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> You're temporarily <laughs> below someone else. Uh, Gary Carr. Okay, is Jude Law better than Gary Carr as CC? The Gary young, Carr the young pimp. CC. Uh, yes. I think it's a, a much more complex performance. Jude, Jude Law's Law. better than CC. Okay, I mean, yeah. I, I I agree too. Uh, is he better than James Franco? Yes. Uh, yeah. Is he better than Bobby Cannavale or BD Wong? Here's where things get interesting. <laughs> I agree. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's. I feel like he's starting to rise to his ceiling. I would say let's leave him there for now and let's see what what okay. Gary Carr does. Um, is okay. Because I want to say Michael McKean is going above Gary Carr and James Franco as well. He's he's kind okay. of traveling with Jude Law. I would take I would I would take Michael. I would take Jeff Daniels. Okay, uh, and put him. I almost feel like John Bernthal is going to be an honorable mention in this category because yeah, the the performance is kind of one note, and, it's, and that's it's not a, his and it's, fault. It's a comic book movie. It's, it's a comic just the material. material. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I I'm going to put Gary Carr over James Franco. Like not that it matters because okay. it's it's out of the top five, but it matters to me, damn it. Um, okay. Now where are we? Bobby Cannavale? Yeah. 
He's not better than and BD Wong to the top with both of them. Both of them to the top. To the top. To the fucking top. He's gone crazy. I know. Because we're about ready to hit into the okay. So like Noah Schnapp, I don't think he's better. Like him and David Harbour. Oh, I don't think I don't think the work that either of them do is better than the work that the Mister Robot actors did. I honestly feel like they're they belong where they are. I agreed, agreed. I'm actually wondering whether Jude Law should go above either of them. I kind of think he does, and and maybe Michael McKean, and maybe, Michael McKean, no, maybe, and maybe Jeff Daniels. I don't know. I really like Michael McKean as Chuck. All right, I like that. So you're saying that Michael McKean goes over David Harbor and Noah Schnapp. Yeah, I think it's a harder thing to pull off, and he pulled it off. Man, I hate. I don't, now I'm starting to feel. Back, I'm going back to fuck Chuck. <laughs> I just think that's a really complex character, and and the way he portrays it is really skilled. What's Will Byers a bowl, bowl of tapioca? No, but it, it's a lot more like swinging in into. And he has like two gears where Michael McKean has like 10. Hmm. He's, he's Michael McKean's the semi driver, and Noah Schnapp is the guy driving a uh, five speed bike. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but they, I, I don't know. They didn't Michael McKean very many grace notes this season. Like, he's like, I, I mean, he's kind of one note in his way. Like, he just, he just. Just just goes between retreating to grandiosity to then receding into shame, and he just keeps flipping back between those two extremes. Like I'm not seeing the I think it's the subtlety multifaceted part of the performance that you're seeing. Yeah, but I mean, neither is Will Byers. He goes from being bedridden and passed out to screaming his lungs out. <laughs> like that's really Fair. the only performance Fair. there, you know? Fair. Uh, and the occasional scene where he gets to be a kid. I mean, Jim Hopper got to do more than just beat people up this season for that sure yeah cool. um okay so i think this uh, is where uh, david harbour noah snap part ways okay and noah goes a little right. further down the list and Jim, okay i can get below i can up. uh oh man i mean that's the thing once noah starts falling i can see really better in cc like to me that's around the level like here's what i do i don't know why i'm shitting on james franco <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They, Noah Schnapp is good, but is he is he doing the same kind of subtle work? Are we that discount, some of these are we are discounting doing? the work they're doing because they're genre roles? No, I think it's about I think it's about nuance and it's about complexity in yeah. my mind. And the more complex a role the harder it is to pull off. And I don't think Will Byers is a very complex role. I okay. think Will Byers okay. is a kid who's tortured by a, de- by a demon. We all the time bitch about how terrible child roles are, yeah. child performances are. They so it be. must be a hard thing to do, to, to believably play. So why sure. are we now saying that it's meh, meh? Like be- I, because, because the level of complexity is not nearly as high as an adult role. Why is it less complex than Millie Bobby, the work that Millie Bobby Brown is doing? Because she's conflicted about emotions and how she feels about the situation and herself, 
Will Byers is screaming because a demon is attacking his butthole. Like, yeah, but that's like late season. Like there was some stuff earlier on where it was a lot more of like a like a a, 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 a tug and pull and a seduction than a just like I'm shoving my smoke tentacles down your throat. Like where you know he did like Haunted Child, which I think is you know that's rarefied air. Like to do that and not be annoying, it's like Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, just it's like that's just the that's that's a hard thing to do, right? But hmm. I don't see, see I don't also see these guys getting into the top five. So, right. Uh, and also, is Jim Neighbor- Harbor better than Michael McKean? Is he just more likable? Sure. And and is Jude Law not going to make the top five? Or wait, yeah, Jude Law is at the top five. Yeah, I mean, for for Michael McKean to ever you know even score on these charts i've always had to really separate him from the character um separate the job that the actor is doing from the character he's playing because michael mckean is doing such a good job of playing a shitbag well let me ask you this what where are we at the top five because right now we got bd wong bobby cannavale david thulis justin thoreau jude law i'm not talking about the order i'm talking about do we like that as a top five i mean yeah that feels like a pretty good pretty good grouping uh i feel i feel kind of bad that the like gary carr does a great job as cc uh-huh yeah and that is not like a super easy role to play like being uh, convincingly portraying someone who could have the, you know this stable of prostitutes who he both charms and terrifies. Yeah, and he also um, has this thing where he does where because I I rewatched a couple of the early show uh, episodes. Um, he has this thing where he's like you can tell he's out of his depth, like intellectually or emotionally or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he like has this like facade of bravado, like like the, I think he's having a conversation with Reggie Love about like Nixon's pimping in Vietnam, and you can uh-huh. tell that like he doesn't follow current events the way. Uh, Reggie Love does, but he's like, you know, at the end, he like kind of covers up with this, like, well, all right, shit, I like, like, and I don't know, like, that's, I think that's kind of cool when you can see people played like flawed characters like that, like uh-huh. a very smart person playing a person that may be a notch below a, 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 a intelligence. Yeah, like he's still got a like, like Chris Partlow, like he's, he's the other, like, simpleton minded pimp that's like really scary too like he's darlene's pimp uh, uh and i know mm, that er- right. character is fucking smart or the actor is very smart uh-huh. and he's got a lot of layers to him and he played a very smart like you know character on the wire and he's playing like kind of like a dangerous uneducated dumbass in this mm. one and that's i mean that's challenging that's challenging that's also kind of brave to kind of like you know <laughs> uh that's just like this feels like i'm making tropic Th- i'm starting to make tropic thunder jokes uh you know if you, when you when you're trying to play within limitations like that without making it seem like a comedy thing okay. like you're not simple jack you don't yeah. want a simple jack you don't want a forest gump it yeah um i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say there uh but yeah i agree he's doing some complex stuff but the thing is, Jeff Daniels, super shocking that he's able, that he's even got that gear that he can go to. Never even see him in a villain, let alone like a believable chilling villain. Michael McKean 
You know, I maybe David Har maybe David Harbor is too high. Maybe I'm only doing that because I, I like the character Jim Hopper so much. I think so. I mean, he's got of all the characters, um, he, him and Eleven have I think. Let me tell you this: some of the most complex stuff to do. If David Harbor played the FBI agent, next door neighbor in the Americans, I might still be watching that show. <laughs> all right. If they got yeah, rid of the tapio- tapioca, bowl of tapioca pudding, and put him in, I might mm-hmm. still be watching that show. That's how much Stan I fucking Beeman. like David Harbor. Yeah. He's a rich man's version of whoever the CDC doctor from The Walking Dead is. Shit, but I mean, it's not like he's got nothing to do in that show. <laughs> it's not like he does okay, it poorly. let's stop fucking around. We've got a top five that I'm happy with. Okay. And is Jude Law better than Justin Throw? Fuck no. Is Justin Throw better than David, uh, David Thewlis? Fuck yes. He's better than Bobby Cannavale. He's better than B.D. Wong. Okay. Uh, I, get, I, I think we all knew what was going to happen here. Now. Now this is the tough part. I think David Thewlis is better. I think David Thewlis is a number two. It starts two. to become an argument B.D. Wong, because B.D. Wong is also a villain, a very interesting, non-conventional villain. But well, I never felt like I never had to look bones. away from the camera because of shit that he was doing. Whereas David Thewlis made me, you know, made me look away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of like that top five. I kind of like this. I, I like, I, I think I like this, this list period. Justin Thoreau as Kevin, as, as Kevin Garvey, David Thewlis, VM Varga, BD Wong as White Rose slash Zhang, Bobby Cannavale as Irving and Jude Law as the young Pope. I think I could be talked into swapping Jude Law and Bobby Cannavale, but um, I, oh, you know what? I actually, yeah, I think that's that's sometimes uh, they get set, they get joined at the hip. These people in the same show, yeah, okay, I like that, I like that. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out how much of that is just wanting to separate the the two actors from a single show, and how much of that is like feeling like Jude Law actually deserves it. Um, I think he does. Yeah, I think I'm happy with that list. Okay. Then I think we're ready to make uh, we're ready to make some surveys and send them out to our fans to see what they have to say. Should we do this? Should we go? Excited, I'm excited to see what happens there. How do I do this? Boom! Holy Just to shit. let you know. Boom! We had a top twelve. Oh, we we what about this? The female actors. We got a, a bulleted list. What the fuck is that bullshit? Mm. And then we can delete John Bernthal and James Franco entirely. We could. Because they didn't make the top ten. We but, could. Nah, they were in the running, so. Um, I mean, that Maybe might be there. something we put into the meta category, right? Like, if we want to talk, or notable exceptions, if we want to put in The Punisher as, like, mm. a show we want to talk about, and just then, because. Yeah, we already did that one, though. Did we? Yeah, we've done everything now. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was thinking maybe we could shoehorn it back in and just talk about it on a reward show. All right, let's yeah, just uh, let's leave it as that, and we'll we'll do some fine tuning later. All right, there you go. I think that's the last of the deliberations. Okay. See ya. What? Stop. Oh, fuck. Okay. Good. And stop.